Welcome everybody to the Learn from Patient Safety Events podcast. Um, this is one in a series of podcasts that you'll be able to find available online. And today we're talking with our Director of Patient Safety. Um, I am Hugh Archibald. I am uh, the product owner for the Learn from Patient Safety Events service and my pronouns are he and him. Over to you, Lucy. Hi, I'm Lucy Massett. I'm the senior product owner for the Learn from Patient Safety Events service. My pronouns are she and her. And we are joined today by Aidan Fowler. Aidan, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Aidan Fowler, National Director of Patient Safety, and my pronouns are he and him. Great, thanks Aidan. So we'll jump straight in. So Aidan, why have you made the Learn from Patient Safety Events service part of the patient safety strategy? I think it's a really important part of the system of patient safety. We need to be able to report incidents and we need to be able to learn from them and respond to them and the reason for doing that on a national basis is because we will see things that can't be seen locally because of the volume or number of cases um, or we'll see things we've seen before and realize that they're being repeated um, we have the ability to interact with other organisations, colleges and so on, to work on solutions to them and make them aware of what's going on. And so by acting for the whole system, we reduce the effort across the system by doing it once for everybody. And we avoid every single bit of the system having to learn and make the same mistakes for itself and make those mistakes repeatedly. Great, thank you. So where does the LFPSE project come in? So currently we have um, NRLS and STICE. Firstly, we want to merge those. We want one system. We want to make it easier for people to report. We need a single system. And NRLS is now quite old. It's been around a long time and it will not last forever. It's not going to be stable forever. And in fact, one of the concerns is that um, NRLS could stop functioning and then we would lose that functionality. So we have to replace it and we will replace it which, uh, with a system which is better over time. Uh, and so where do you see LFPSE fitting in for your vision of safety in the future? I think um, it's part of our system of safety governance so that but ideally, we would um, work on preventing harm. So harm doesn't occur in the first place, and we can do that in a number of ways. But where it does, uh, we have processes for better investigation. We've already got that through PSERF. Um, and then what we have to do is where um, incidents are investigated, or even when they're not, they can be reported so that we understand what's going on and can respond to it. So that then leads us to come up with what actions we can take to bring about improvement and prevent those things happening again. So it's a, a cycle, if you like, a governance process around safety. Um, and what do you think are some of the key kind of headline benefits of the new service? Okay, well, I think the ideal reporting system is easy to use and we're working with users to try and make that the case. Uh, we want people to be able to report things once and we can then use that report repeatedly rather than, as happens now, people have to report to multiple different places. That's particularly so in some areas like maternity. Um, we want just the right amount of information in those reports to make them usable and there's always a balance 
because the more information we ask for, the more time consuming it is and difficult it is to report and the less likely people are to report because they won't have the time. Um, but the less information we ask for, the more we miss of the detail of what's gone on. And some of that's really important, for example, um, data about um, people's ethnicity is increasingly important as we understand there are inequalities in safety. Um, and I think in the past we've perhaps asked a few questions, um, maybe four questions that aren't terribly useful to us, where asking a few extra questions are. Now people see that as burdensome, but actually there's no point in asking the questions at all unless we've got enough information um, to be able to use. I think we also want to encourage reporting from a wider group. We have very heavy reporting from, um, for example, the acute sector compared with other sectors, and we want to get more and more from primary care, and also for the ability for um, patients to report events. Yeah, thanks, Aidan. That, that, that's a really good point that you made around um, some of the length of time it takes for people to record um, uh, an, an incident form. And that's why we've built LFPSE the way we have, whereby you can record the minimum amount of data and come back and um, fill in further de details as they arise or as um, as time permits. So we have a, a minimum mandatory data set that we want to collect in the first instance, and then people can come back to fill in more um, in the future. I think that's I think that's a good point here, and I think. Um, Whenever we talk about it, it's very clear to me what we're aiming at. I'm not sure it's entirely clear to everyone out there in the wider audience. So we've got a little bit of work to do on our comms to make sure that people are hearing the same things we're talking about. Because I think when people raise concerns, I'm thinking, but that's exactly what we're doing. And it's clear that sometimes we haven't got that point across well enough. So a bit of work to do there. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. And it's one of the reasons that we have um, chosen to record this series of podcasts um, to try and get some of that clarity out there in a different format that people can consume, um, you know, when it suits them and without having to read a lot of material, which we know can also be quite challenging. Um, one of the other benefits of the new system is going to be around the machine learning um, that we are working on. How do you see that uh, playing out um, in terms of benefits to the kind of wider safety effort? Oh, I think the machine learning um, is really exciting. Uh, we get so many incidents reported to us, over two million a year, and being able to analyse more of that information is just so fundamentally important. And I think um, early work that uh, you've been doing has demonstrated that we will be able to look at different things. So whereas now we tend to make a point of um, looking at all the death and severe reports, about 10,000 of them a year individually, we will be missing things in, in the wider reporting. And as you know, uh, three quarters of our reporting is no harm data and there's a rich seam of information in there. And I think machine learning helps us to pick out the really important things in there. For example, looking for novelty uh, as an element of it. What haven't we seen before that we should be looking at to see what's going on? Thanks, Aidan. And, and I guess another really key point of the uh, machine learning is to be able to provide that if iterative feedback as someone starts recording a patient safety event. We want to be able to um, feedback in real time and to steal your analogy of looking in the mirror. Um, we don't want to look, look behind us in the rearview mirror about patient safety data. We want to 
to act here and now when an incident occurs or preventative for the future. That's exactly right. And that's why we're increasingly talking about moving um, our safety culture into the proactive space and away from reactive and bureaucratic as much as possible. And um, on the subject of machine learning, are there any other aspects um, of that offer of, of what machine learning can do that you're particularly excited about? Well, I'm, I'm aware that what we currently have the capacity to do in human terms is review about 10,000 cases a year because we're reviewing the severe and death categories. And of course, it's important to look at what causes the greatest harm. But we know that some of those are issues that we're already working on or they're not amenable or we know about them. And, and the risk is we miss new issues that are arising. And we know from looking at some of the early work on what we can do with machine learning that we can program systems to look at all of the over 2 million reports we're currently getting a year. And remember, we're asking for more and identify those that could be of interest and that we should then look at. And that means we use that capacity to review 10,000 cases in a different way. And we start learning from more of the categories because remember three quarters of what we see is no harm data which could be revealing really valuable things and you know this this links to our work on serious incidents where we've said if if i take the wrong leg off that's a serious incident if i almost do it and don't that isn't but the learning's the same from them and so actually near misses may be the things that if we get to them early will prevent harm occurring in the future yeah, I think that um, prevention being better than cure is uh, almost truer for patient safety than it is for healthcare delivery in general. Um, so I agree that anything we can do with the system to get us more into that position is going to be um, of untold value um, to patients and to staff delivering care. We know that being involved in a patient safety incident can be very traumatic for the staff as well. So getting into that preventative space is um, it's got it's got benefits right across the system. Yeah, and I think um, this is part of a system, as you say, and we know that the patient safety incident response framework has been well received in part because we are trying to address that adversarial approach to investigation that has been traumatic in some cases for staff and also hasn't given us the opportunity to get the best learning in the best way and involve families in that and so on. And LFPSE is part of a family of things that we are doing to improve safety governance. Um, are there any other things that you would like providers or provider staff uh, to know about LFPSE or the transition process or any kind of key messages you want to share um, because we hope that this podcast will be going out to um, to our colleagues in, in the provider world. So I think there are some really important messages for people in the provider world around LFPSE because we know from some of the feedback some people are finding this hard. Change is hard. People are very familiar with systems. They're working under pressure. Change can be threatening, change can be difficult. Some situations they feel they're being asked to do more things at a time where they're really busy, all of which we hear and understand. What I would say is that we are in beta, so interacting with this system allows us to improve it, and that's really important. The intent behind it is to make a system which is better 
in general, but we know we've got to always balance that um, amount of information we're asking for and the ability to get um, more data versus the uh, impact that has on people trying to report. I think the the other things that there are um, bits of the system that we control and there are local reporting risk management systems that we work with very closely, but what um, providers are seeing is a product of the two in some cases. And we've got a great range of providers in the system now. And I think we'll find that some providers find one system better than another. So it's really important they look at the options and um, take the opportunity to review what's available to them from the point of view of local risk management system providers and find what system works best for them. Um, and also understand that the data we need, the minimum data set we need, does not restrict them from recording data they want for local use. So um, some of the people who've had concerns that they'll lose some of the data they've used locally, I think we just need to have that discussion about actually you can choose to record what you want locally, but we will have a minimum data set we need to make sense of the data and to act nationally. Where possible, we'll make sure those overlap. Um, the Learn from Patient Safety Events Service has to have patients at its heart. That's what um, all of patient safety is about. Um, where do you see patients fitting into this service? Absolutely at the heart of it. Um, I think patients should be able to report incidents, but equally we don't want to overburden and complicate the system for patients reaching out to us. And we know there are a variety of ways they make contact already. So we need to make sure that uh, as we land this for them, that they are able to report in a simpler way as possible. And if they go to other sources, that we're able to take that information up and use it as well, whatever that is. I think uh, we are at risk of providing, uh, it almost sounds wrong to say there could be too many ways for patients to report, but I think we need to make sure that we don't overcomplicate the system so patients can be clear the best way for them to reach out with information, be that positive or where they have concerns about um, their treatment. Yeah, I think that's right. And we do, of course, have the ability for patients to report into the current system. Um, that's not going anywhere for the time being. Um, so if patients do want to report patient safety incidents, you can do that via the form um, through the NHS England website and we can link to that if needed. You've not been working clinically for some time because of your current role, Aidan, but um, what are your recollections of uh, patient safety incident reporting? and what did you want to be different at that point? I uh, remember about reporting incidents when I was responsible for a chunk of it was when I said, look, we should feedback to people who report to what, what's happened as a result of their report. Somebody said, but there are thousands of them and lots of them are the same. And that's really striking, which was they recognised that they were seeing the same thing repeatedly and they were doing nothing about it. And, and that's unforgivable. And, you know, I just was flabbergasted that they had recognised that there was a lot of similarities between what they were seeing and they hadn't clicked onto the fact that if they solve the problem, they don't get the thousands of reports that they think it's burdensome to respond to. Just as extraordinary.
the people are so pressured that they're going, but we see thousands of the same thing again and again and again and again. And we're going through the process of getting the forms, reading them. It's too much of a burden to respond to them. And you're going, well, act, get rid of them, and it goes away. Yeah, and, and I think just that's... weren't left with time to do anything other than the process and the bureaucratic bit rather than actually and that's what peace surf's about was mm. go and investigate we'll do it within 60 days we'll spend ages creating an action plan chance they'll ever be those actions will ever be completed yeah and i think you're right and and hopefully the the fact that lfpsc is going to be providing an interface for um capturing some of the stuff that comes out of PSURF also means that we can pull that knowledge pull that experience and that we can therefore um help the good ideas to proliferate around the system um and not have them sitting in isolation uh when when we do kind of manage to get to that useful learning but why would you report if you don't see anything happen as a result because it Indeed. feels like a waste of your time so you you've got to see what happens as a result that's all we've got time for today. Thank you very much, Aidan, for joining us. Um, as Hugh said at the top of the show, we are going to be recording a series of these podcasts and making them available in various places online. In the meantime, if you want more information about the LFPSC project, you can follow at PT Safety NHS on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, Lucy NHS Safety. You can follow Hugh at Hugh NHS Safety. We have pages on the Future NHS platform with lots of detailed information about the project. And we also have the main LFPAC webpage, which is accessible to everyone and includes frequently asked questions, details of compliant risk management vendors and project timelines. Thanks very much for joining us.